to Who Do We Think We Are, an OPL podcast. I'm Christina. And I'm Cassie. And this morning, we have with us Mark Blondo. Good morning. And Nancy Valancourt. Hello. Today, we're going to kind of introduce you to what we're going to do here with our podcast. This is the very first one that we've put out. So we're going to start with what is the Otana Public Library? Where are we? Who are we? (laughs) Why are we? Why? Why? (laughs) Where are we? (laughs) So we've been around for almost 124 years. We've been in the same spot the whole time. Gotten a little bigger since then. Gotten a little bigger. We all have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So our birthday is actually on the 22nd of February. Um, Nancy, who we treat as a historian here at the library, um, knows a lot of our stuff. She will actually be doing a tour at 10 a.m. on the 22nd in honor of the library's birthday. And of course, as we're talking about that, next year is the big 125, so we will be working really hard toward a special celebration for that. What else is there about the library that people may not know? It's the best place in town. It is the Agreed. best place Agreed. in Agreed. town. Yeah. 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 Does, does it cost anything to use the library? It does not. The library is free to all. What? We should put that on the building. We I should. like that. Trademark yeah. that. We laugh because that is on the building. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Here at the library, we have um, adult services, children's services. We do a lot of programming. Um, We can't really take you on a visual tour because you obviously can't see anything if you're listening to this podcast um, here at the library. And I had all these great pictures to show everyone, too. Oh, well, we can look at them and tell everyone about the wonderful pictures. We can, and maybe we can include some information in show notes or something like that, too, and our our social media posts that go along with, with the podcast. Great idea. You could also come visit us. That's And check everything out in person. Put a face with those voices you're now hearing. Right. So how many items do we have in the library? I mean, do we have a large collection? Let me go count. <laughs> One, two. <laughs> you know, that's that's a question that um, I think I get asked almost every year, and every year I forget. I think it's around 35,000 items, give or take. Um, you know, when you, you start thinking about the books we have and the DVDs we have and the magazines we have and... All those children's easy books. I mean, I think we have about 30,000 right there. So, yeah, there's there's quite a few items that we have. And it's a constantly fluctuating collection, too, because we are, as staff members, constantly looking at it and making sure that we have everything up to date, that everything's in good condition. We want to make sure that our collection is usable for the public and relevant to the public and um, what they're interested in and um, best information as well. Right. It's... It's uh, almost like, a, you know, uh, taking care of a plant or something like that. You know, you, you grow it, but sometimes you need to, to trim, and we call it weeding when we get rid of books that are, you know, no longer circulating or in bad shape. So people, uh, you know, like Cassie said, have the, the best collection at their fingertips that uh, we can provide for them. 
So we have a little bit of stuff for everybody. There isn't a particular audience or um, age group that we cater to more than others. Um, one of the things about our collections is that we make sure we have something for everybody. Whether we all agree or disagree, we have something for everybody here at the library. Along with books and other materials to check out, we also have some programs that we do here at the library. Um, what are some of our upcoming programs that we have? Yeah, um, so we have quite a few events coming up. We've really been uh, looking at our programming and focusing on what, what we think will hopefully get people excited to come to the library and even some things that people may not expect to do at their library. We recently had, you know, for example, a Christmas movie trivia contest that was really well attended and people were excited about. So we're hoping to do more things like that. So, for example, we have coming up our, our usual story time Tuesdays at Owatonna Public Library. That takes place at 9.30 and 10.30 a.m. You can come read stories with Darla. And at Blooming Prairie Library, to read stories with Nancy, you want to make sure to come at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays. On February 8th at Owatonna Public Library in the Ganey Room, we have a program. It is called Cultural Differences Between African American or Africans and Americans. And that is going to be with Joseph Mbele. And he is a Tanzanian man and a professor in the English department at St. Olaf College. He teaches world literature and English and folklore. He's also a consultant and for 30 years he has been helping Africans and Americans navigate cultural differences. So he has been doing some very important work. His publications include two books, Africans and Americans, Embracing Cultural Differences and Chickens in the Bus, More Thoughts on Cultural Differences. Both of those books have been very popular, and both of them can actually be ordered. Uh, if you'd like to take a look at those ahead of time, they are at www.lulu.com. He will offer an engaging and entertaining talk about cultural differences, which cause misunderstandings and conflicts between Africans and Americans. And we, we hope to see a really good turnout for that. That one is at 6.30 p.m. in the Ganey Room on Thursday, February 8th. Also coming up, we will have our movies at the library on February 22nd, Thursday at 2 p.m. We have, as was talked about uh, at the beginning of the show, we have the Secrets of the Library Tour at 10 a.m. That'll, that'll be with Nancy for the library's 124th birthday, and that's on Thursday, February 22nd as well, 10 a.m. So you can keep updated on those particular events on our website at www.oatana.gov library or on our Facebook page. But we also wanted to put a plug in. In February, we are going to be doing Blind Date with a Book again. That was very popular last year. We'll have some books wrapped up. Uh, some descriptions. Christina, do you want to talk a little more about what you do for that? You're kind of our 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 leader for that program. Sure. So last year we decided, hey, you know what? Let's try out this blind date with a book thing. So I went around and gathered what I thought was a sufficient amount of titles. I started with like 30. 
And I'm like, you know, people are going to not really want to check these out because they don't know what they are. So I wrote a little description on the front, wrapped it up with a little bow and put it on the shelf. And before I knew it, the shelf was empty. Mm-hmm. And I had to go back and do it again and again and again. Um, so last year, we checked out 89 books from the Blind Date with a Book. Um, what people found really exciting about it was, for one, nobody got a book they've already read, which was weird. I did not know how that worked. Um, but they also got to unwrap a gift. And how many times as an adult do we actually get a present for no reason? Especially in February. We're all broke from having done Christmas and whatever, the new year, you got taxes coming up. We don't get presents, we get bills. Um, so this is a way for <laughs> exactly adulting is hard um so this was just kind of a fun way to give the adults a little something to play with none of the titles are anything that you can't read in public they are all they might be a romance or an anti-romance because i myself am not real warm and fuzzy i prefer a little true crime some murder little thriller here or there so that's what i like about this it's it's not necessarily lovey-dovey happy ending there may be murder there may be murder murder. (laughs) for you anti-valentine people there may be murder yep so we do have both ends of the spectrum there and they are wrapped in red for all the romance ones and the happy ending and the nice little bow at the end and black for those that do not necessarily have a happy ending Uh, might be satisfying but not happy um (laughs) So that is something we are doing again this year, and my plan is to start with 100 this time, so maybe I won't have to be wrapping all of February. So come join us February. That, uh, Like I said, it's just really cool to see all those books up there, and yeah, and then to see them disappear and uh, prove to be a really popular program. And now I realize we've been talking a lot about adult services versus children's services, and now that we've mentioned the children's summer reading program, we are not discounting our children's services group. You just happen to have the adults today. So we do a little bit different things with our adult services as we do with our children's services, and we will be bringing children's services in to kind of talk about some of those things that are up and coming as well. Um, Nancy gets to wear a variety of hats um, as our branch librarian in Blooming, um, so she kind of handles all of that. What are some things that are unique to Blooming that maybe don't happen here in Otana? One of the things that's unique is that because we're so small, um, we're able to do, do, do some programs that would be difficult for you guys probably, like our jigsaw puzzle exchange is always going on. Um, <clears throat> it seems like if I say anything unique, I might be, I might be uh, dissing Oatana though. So oh, not at all. No. So, like a jigsaw um, puzzle exchange, you just yeah. always have some on hand for people to right. swap out. Yep, and they they come and just they're always in our entryway that's open 24 hours. So, you know, if you get a midnight urge for a jigsaw puzzle, you can, you can oh, do it. How fantastic. <laughs> yes. and, and I really, you know, I encourage people to who have never been down to the Blooming Prairie <clears throat> Library. It's a, it's a great facility down there, and, and Nancy has done a great job in, in running the library and is well-loved um, in those cases where I have to substitute for Nancy down there. When people come in and they see me, they're, they're like, where's Nancy? 
like she's okay. <laughs> she's just on vacation or whatever. So it's a it's a great building, great collection. Um, just it's just a, a, a real gem for for the the people of Blooming Prairie to to have a library like that. And if I may just put a little plug in, the friends of the library have been very active in helping set up our uh, remodeling in the library. Um, and they just won the nonprofit of the year for Blooming Prairie. That is awesome. Week, so. They do a great job down yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of what we do does rely on volunteers and input mm -hmm. and help in getting these things going. Um, we are a public service as library go and so we do need input we need thoughts and ideas from our community members in order to make sure that we are doing the things that best fit all of those needs um, so encouraging any of you listening hey if you've got an idea or a thought feel free to communicate that with any of us um, we are more than happy to take all of that and it just helps us to make sure that we are doing what's best for everybody when we hear that information. Um, so what does the library look like if you haven't been in here? Um, here in the Otana branch, we have um, branch. We're not really a branch. The, we're we're a whole dog. entity. We are huge. We're the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> here in Otana, we have um, three floors available in the library. Our third floor, which is actually where we're hanging out right now, is called the Ganey Room. It is a meeting space that we do um, reserve for people to use for larger meetings. We also use it for a lot of our programs. Um, the trivia nights, the puzzle competition, the um, speaker who will be here, all of those things happen upstairs in our Ganey Room. Um, something that's really exciting about the third floor is the new addition of a restroom. Y'all don't have to run down the stairs anymore to use the bathroom. We've got one up here. It's been here. very popular, very popular. Very popular. <laughs> it is a great place. Uh, <laughs> I want a tour. You want a tour? Well, it's this beautiful white yeah. room. Um, <laughs> but then, like, on our second floor is what we call adult services. Um, in adult services, you kind of come up the stairs under the beautiful light of learning, um, and you can either go to the right or left. To the left of those stairs, we have our reading room, which is a really large open space in which you can utilize Wi-Fi with your own computers. Um, we have a magnifying reader if you enjoy reading the newspaper and things like that, but that ink is, those letters are getting way too small and that ink is too smeary for you to see feel free to use our magnifying reader um, during the cold winter months or the semi-warm winter months that we have now. We do have a fireplace that's going, so it's a nice cozy place to sit and visit. We have a small conference room available on that floor as well for some smaller meeting groups or study sessions. We also have the startup of a maker space going. Mark, do you have anything on that? Next. February sometime we should be opening up so uh, fingers crossed we're still working on some technical things but um, it's really exciting you know when we say makerspace it's, it's like what's a makerspace well, well it's a place where you go and make things it's 3d printing it's laser cutting it's uh, a silhouette um, machine uh, just uh, an opportunity for people to use equipment that maybe they normally wouldn't have a chance to use and to just bring out that creative side and and hopefully you know 
uh, spark some imagination. And who knows, they may go on to become an entrepreneur and start whatever business they want uh, or just make a figure or stand for their action figure. I, it's, it's just an opportunity to, uh, to, to expand their minds and and we're happy to provide that. And one of the other things that's part of the makerspace, kind of sort of, is this podcast equipment that we will make available to the public as well. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast and don't know really where to go and you 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 don't have the equipment to do it, we will have that available for you as well. So um, stay tuned for the details. It's it's exciting time um, for for the library for the makerspace, and uh, we're excited. Do we have any like examples of some of the stuff we can make in that maker space? We do. Can I'm we the, touch them? Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, so yep. So uh, Brandon, who has been our maker space extraordinaire, uh, has made a few examples of things that uh, um, you know you could make in the maker space. We have those up on the the second floor adult services right by our circulation desk. Just ask, hey, where's the maker space stuff, and we'd be uh, happy to show you. That is really cool. And as you all can hear, you know, this is our first podcast, so we're learning how to use all of this equipment as we go. Um, so we'll be able to kind of give you some tips and tricks as we get through some of those. So, you know, bear with our bumps along the way. They're supposed to be here to help us all learn a little bit more. Exactly. So along with the reading room, the maker space, we also have all of our local newspapers. Um, and magazines throughout the reading room. We have an ex a pretty expanded YA section from what we've had over the last couple of years. We do, yeah. Um, with, I believe, some new titles are going to be hitting those racks here any minute. Pretty soon. Um, we also have a very large mystery collection and a Christian fiction selection on that side of the library, along with all of our paperbacks and new books. Um, one of the things that's really cool about how the library puts out some of our materials is we do keep those new things separate so that if you just heard about a book that just came out, you're more likely to find it there than throughout the rest of the library, which can sometimes be a little overwhelming. The other half of the library is kind of split into two sides. The one side is all of our nonfiction, which is classified by the Dewey Decimal System. We're going to talk a little bit more about Dewey as indicated by our title of our podcast and how that system works. On the other side, we have got the best movie selection out of any library in the area as far as I'm concerned. The best. Um. <laughs> we hear that. And, and Cassie is the one who, who uh, is the, the caretaker of that collection. So we hear that from, from quite a few people. It's like, oh, my gosh, do you have such and such? We do have that movie. And I think you're kidding. Nope, we do. So, yeah. I can't take too much credit for it. It was a well-established collection when I started in the position, and Mary Gunterick did this job for 42 years before I did and was the caretaker of AV and had a very well-established collection. She She's a media maven, so those, those were very big shoes to fill <laughs> once I got here. Thank you, Mary G. Yes. yes. So on top of our DVDs, we also have Blu-rays and uh, music CDs are available upstairs in adult services as well. And then we have the whole general fiction side. Now we have general fiction, Christian fiction, mysteries. What's the difference? All right. Well, I grab a Christian fiction book for people who are like, I don't like any swearing. I don't want to read anything 
too steamy. Nothing like, spicy. Yep. So nothing yep. spicy. That is kind of our mild area there. Our mysteries run a wide array. Um, you have everything from a cozy mystery where you're not really talking too much about the body or the death. You're talking more about the relationships bonded in solving those um, particular crimes. Mm-hmm. And then we have some of our more Nordic mysteries, which are a bit darker. Um, I know when I read some of those, I actually feel kind of cold and dark by the time I have finished. Um, it is a very dark criminal case. So some of the differences between mysteries and general fiction or thriller comes down to it is about the case versus just about the ride. Um, So we do separate some of those out. It also makes it a little bit easier to find some of those people you're searching for, whether it's Ivanovich or William Kent Kruger or having that section does make it a little bit easier. All right, so let's talk a little bit about where we started, because now we're kind of showing you where we're at right now. Um, So how did the library ever come into creation? Okay, I'm going to take over at this point a little bit. Um, In the late 1800s, there were a lot of people who wanted books, but they didn't have access to them. So different organizations like churches or um, political groups or even the Women's Christian Temperance Union would have reading rooms downtown, and people would stop in and they would read whatever was available there. It wasn't too much of lending libraries. They would have to go and sit in the reading room to take to do that. But then, um, it, the, thanks to the Honeywells, Elizabeth Cheney Honeywell and Elisha Honeywell, um, they they had come from New England and they felt that Oatana needed to have, although they had no children of their own, they felt that Oatana needed to have a uh, an, an educational or something more cultural for the people in town. Very so cool. when F- Mr. Honeywell died first, <clears throat> and then Mrs. Honeywell had made her will out that when that her the estate would go to one of the th- one of the three things would be that it would go to a public library if the city would agree to support it. So um, the when she passed away. The city accepted that, but they thought that the people of Oatana needed to have buy-in for it, too. So they set up an election, and this is what I wanted to look. Um, the election was the first time that women could vote, because they felt like women should be able to have a... Um, a voice in the education and in the culture of the community. So, I totally agree. I think I so. Yeah. <laughs> About time. So March 10th, 1898, the, they had a vote, and it was carried by 796 to 134 that people supported a, a bond and, and that the city would support financially uh, a library, so public library. a lot of public buy-in for a library. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that seemed like a very logical solution for our town was yes. to. Yeah. And they they spent a lot of time. Uh, Carl Bennett and Dr. Ford, who was the president of Pillsbury Academy, they took a, an extended trip to 
to the eastern part of the United States and went around and visited all these different libraries so that they could get the best library here. And so some of the things that still happen at the library are based on what they found. One of them was that the, the circulation desk would be central so that one person could keep an eye on everything. And that, that's even with the addition that is kind of how we have it. Um, yeah, so, so anyway, they, they tried to make it the best that they could. And if, after a couple of years of construction, the library was, was opened on February 22nd, 1900. And for those of you who are older than President's Day, um, that is the birthday of George Washington. So that, and that was why they chose that day. Um, later they had a big dinner uh, at, the, at the Otana Hotel and everyone had a, a small um, Jerusalem cherry tree on their table. Of course, for George Washington and his cherry tree episode with a little paper axe. Oh, very <laughs> fun. That's cute. Yeah. But um, at 2 o'clock on, on 2 1900 is when the library first opened. That is so cool. Um, and to think that we're still here today, mm -hmm. um, right. what kinds of changes has the library gone through in these 124 years? I mean, I realize we don't have all day, but yeah. maybe <laughs> some of the big ones? One, one of the big ones happened fairly soon afterwards, about two years, actually probably less than a year after it opened, before when people came in at the first few months, they had to ask the librarian to get them a book. They couldn't go and look at the books on the shelf. Okay. That was behind a railing, which we actually still have the railing. Um, and so they would say, well, I want a book about such and such, and the librarian would bring them back what, sh what sorry, it was all she's at that point. No um, offense. What she, yeah, okay. What she uh, thought was the best for them. So, but they didn't like that. They wanted to be able to touch. They wanted to see and, and make their own decisions. So within less than a year, the, that railing was gone and the people could go and look at the books themselves. Well, I totally understand that. Yeah. I mean, I am a huge fan of touching a book. Um, we have a lot of electronic resources that we have available mm -hmm. as well now yeah. um, where you don't have to physically touch the book either. So we still mm -hmm. cater to both kinds of people. Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> about bringing back the librarians as the gatekeepers and we choose, but I guess what I'm hearing <laughs> I was is... Say, we'll still go get you a book. We'll, we yeah. can still go get you. <laughs> librarians know best, but no, I won't do that. <laughs> so that was one early change. And another early change was that... Um, there wasn't any specific children's area. Uh, Oatana was the second library in the state to have a dedicated children's room, and that was furnished by the women's groups in Oatana, and it was in the basement corner. Some of the older people will remember taking their own children there. Um, but that was, it wasn't open as many hours as the rest of the library, but that did give families a chance to get books for their children. Will the Secrets of the Library tour show that area? Yes, we'll go in and, and you can see how little that room was in comparison to what we have now for children's services. That'll be really cool. Yeah. So all of those original pieces are still here. Have we gotten any larger? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I. I'm not good with numbers to know exactly how much our space changed from the original building. Of course, then there was a small addition in the in the 80s that put the elevator shaft in, um, so it would be accessible. But then in 1991 was when 1992 was when the big addition was put on on the east side of the building, and I, I really don't know the percentage that we increased. I'll have to ask was, the director. He, yeah. He <laughs> yes, you do that. It is. It's a, um, just such a, a a great, unique building. You know, the the original building is it's it's kind of its own. Um, you know, structure there when you when you come in, or or you, we used to be able to come in the, um, the the doors on the the west side there and see the public library with the the V instead of the U and and just enter into the reading room. You do get a sense of of the the grandeur, I guess, mm -hmm. of of what the old library was. And and one of my favorite things is when people come back after a lot of years. It's like I grew up with this library, and I've taken a couple people down. It's now our staff room. It's not very exciting, but to show them the old children's room and just to see the memories kind of go across their eyes and and uh, what that used to be. But uh, we're 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 lucky to have this building. We're lucky to have the um, the expansion because it uh, it allows us to have uh, you know the collection fit for this this community. And um, a lot of people think that it's a Carnegie Library, but it's not a Carnegie it Library. It is not a Carnegie Library. No. What does that even mean? A Carnegie Library was funded by uh, Andrew Carnegie uh, from the steel mag steel making magnet. Um, he he would give money to the communities that needed it. Then they would agree to support different parts. In in the book that I wrote about the library, Nancy <laughs> wrote a book about the library. There actually is a comparison between if if the if it had been a Carnegie Library, what they received and what Honeywell's provided. So uh, one thing that was really different was that um, in the Honeywell, there was an endowment left, $16,500, that, that was to be used, they were going to use the interest to purchase mm -hmm. books, whereas Carnegie didn't give any ongoing support. So um, that money has ebbed and flowed, and it is definitely not, the interest on that, um, that money is not enough to buy more than just a few books each year. So but it's That's, still there. It's still there. It is. What a great yeah. way to set up the community for continued success mm -hmm. and continued mm -hmm. buy-in. Uh, because, yeah, without the support of our community, we really can't exactly. do everything yep. we're, right. Right. we want to do. Um, so before Nancy leaves us, what are some of the weirdest things we know about the library? Without giving away too much, yes, that'll right, be in that right. Secrets of the Library <laughs> tour. Well, there are three attics in the in the library, and you'll get to look at two of them on the tour. Um, one of the stories that that I was told by it went around the middle school for many years was that the reason the third floor is called the Ganey Room is because Mr. Ganey was the janitor. And he had a heart attack. No, excuse me, no. I've heard a couple different stories. The The main one is that he, the, there was a fire in, in this room, and so they, he died. And then they named it the Ganey Room after him. Well, anyone who knows a bit about Otana history knows that Mr. Ganey did not 
was not a janitor, number one. He became the um, manager, the, the person in charge at Jostens Manufacturing and, and went on to quite, quite a distinguished career. So I'm not sure where some of the stories come from, but that's much more exciting there. than well, it is. The only real exciting thing I found was that um, a janitor fell down the steps and broke his leg. You know? Oh, yeah. well, that's a real bummer. That I know. He broke his leg, <laughs> I know. But it must have been a slow. Was it the middle school you said? The middle school it must was... have been a slow news day at the middle school <laughs> if they were making up rumors about the library I third know. floor. I know. That's that's true. <laughs> So we've named it the Ganey Room for the janitor, but there's also another story that goes around about the library and Maud. Yes, yes, Maud Van Buren was one of, oh, she was a real shape, shaper of the library. She was well-known, actually nationally, very well-known in the state as, she, uh, as a library advocate. And Maud had her ups and downs. She actually got fired from the library. Um, people were upset because she was kind of a take-charge woman at a time when that wasn't expected. So she was let go by the library board. About 300 people attended a meeting at the Steele County Courthouse demanding that she be rehired. But the board did not, and so she was gone. But Maud had her revenge. She came back a few years later and then was here for years and years after that and, and continued her, her elevation, her um, making the library in Oatanam one respected throughout the state. Which is fantastic. I know yeah. sometimes I feel as though she's still here with us. She is. <laughs> Anything spooky or creepy or things out the corner of your eye, we, we always attribute to Maud. So yep. we think, we'd like to think that she's still here watching she over sure us. She could be. So she yeah. definitely made an impact. Yes. I mean, we still talk about her now. Yeah. So <laughs> that is really cool. The one other weird thing I heard was there was a cow in children's services. Oh, well, over the years, <laughs> we've, we have had petting zoos different times. I can't think of a cow, but I know about a pony that was in there and a llama. Uh, one, one of the first summer reading program kickoff days that, that we had, there was a, a, a tornado warning came through. Oh, goodness. And we had the animals in the, in the entryway of the library. And I know one was a pony for sure. I don't, maybe a calf. You know, and the pony may have turned into a cow over the years <laughs> yes, with right. all the variations yeah. of the stories. That's true. So we had everybody in the in the back hallway. All it was right during a large program that we had our, for our kickoff, and it was it was memorable. Yeah, we always Very know cool. how to keep things exciting yes, here at the we library. Do. <laughs> Well, yeah. that is awesome. Thanks for our little taste of history. Yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to kind of um, highlight in there today? One thing is is that we're going to be having the 125th anniversary coming up, and we're, we're planning. Some people weren't around for the, the last one when we had celebrated our 100th. We're going to make it a big, a big deal, a lot of fun things going on. Oh, yeah. that is going to be yep. so Stay exciting. Tuned. And another program we'll have going on throughout actually the months of February and March will be our winter book bingo. And bingo! Sorry. <laughs> bingo! 
And that is an adult-only program, kind of like how we have, you know, summer programming for for kids. This one is just for the adults because Yay! yeah, exactly. Adults only. Exactly. You know, we always I you know, I always thought <laughs> once I uh, turned 18 like, oh, now I can't have my own fun, but th- this is your chance adult. So, we'll have more details coming out on that, but basically what it'll be is you will be able to pick up a book bingo card from the library or print one off online and after that, you have the goal to just read a book. You can read Yay. up to five books, but only one book is required. If you uh, read a book, you get an entry into our prize giveaway for the program. And yeah, we prize, all love prize prizes. To be determined. Yes, yep. prize. it's always it's always a good prize. It's not like we're going to give you some. No, a, a pen mark. or one, a bookmark one little bookmark that we printed off. It's going to be good. So. No, it's, it's something good, and that's why we kind of take our time just making sure we, we pick some goodies. Last year we did actually three prize bundles, didn't we? We did, and yeah. they were super cool. Yeah. So. But I never get to know what they are because I work at the front desk, and if you all haven't figured out who I am yet, I'm the one who's always talking, so nobody tells me anything that's supposed to be a surprise. We, we keep our secrets from her. Because <laughs> I blabber <laughs> all day long. <laughs> she, would, she would be telling you right now on the podcast if she knew I would what be. it was. So. Yep. And, and the bingo portion of it is, bingo! That, <laughs> Sorry. is that if you fill out your bingo card, there are some fun categories on there where it may push you a little bit out of your, your comfort zone to read a genre maybe that you don't normally read. Um, I think some of them we've done in the past have been, you know, read a book that maybe, I don't know, read a book that's set in Minnesota or a Minnesota author. Or the year that you were born. year that you were born, published in the year that you were born. Uh, listen to an audiobook, read a graphic novel, something that maybe you, you don't normally read and... It, it's kind of fun. You might find something that you really enjoy and didn't know you would Exactly. Enjoy. You could open up a whole other realm of reading that you did not think that you like. So that's why I really like this program because it, it forces you to, you know, go outside your comfort zone. And, and like we all know those people that I'll never read a fiction book. I'll never read a nonfiction book. Well, maybe just give it a try for this program and you never know what you're going to find out that you really like. Might learn something new today. Expand your horizons, people. And prizes. And prizes. And prizes. (laughs) Bingo! (laughs) So we've kind of talked a little bit about everything today, but one of the things we have not talked about is who we are. Um, I'm Christina. I have been here at the library for a little over eight years. I know this because my youngest was a bald baby when I started, and she is now almost nine And I am what we call a library specialist. Um, So what that means is I'm here all the time. You guys will see me at the front desk on any given day. I also handle things like interlibrary loan, which is when we don't have a book here, but you really want to read it, we order it in for you, and I unpack those bins, check in that item, and get it to you so that you can read it. I also am part of our programming team, which is where you're going to be hearing my voice here on the podcast with my partner in crime, Cassie. Cassie? Uh, Yeah, I'm Cassie. I have been here nine years at the library. I'm an adult services librarian, 
and I handle most of the media here. So your DVDs, your CDs, your uh, audiobooks, that kind of material. I also do magazine renewals. We, yeah, we we all have our hands in a lot of different things here. So I'm I'm trying to do the checklist in my head of everything that that I kind of take care of. I also work on. YA books because that is one of my own personal interests so I kind of took that over once I got here and yeah I'm part of the programming team as well and I guess that's that's kind of a summary of what I do here. And I think it's also important to note that you both were native Owatonians. Owatonians. And this was your library growing up, so I think both of you really have a special connection to to the library and um, what it meant to you growing up and and have seen it evolve over the years as well. I grew up as a very quiet, in-the-corner library kid, but this was definitely a place where I knew that libraries were something very special and very magical and knew that I wanted to maintain at least some sort of connection to them growing up. So I did kind of a tour of Mankato and the cities for my education and got my master's degree in library science and then ended up right back here after uh, just a few years in, in the career field. Which is so awesome. It's so great to be able to come back to your hometown and use all of that education and experience to continue to grow the Otona Library. Um, I was never the quiet library kid. I was the one who was getting shushed. Surprise, surprise. Right. Um, But I found my love of books here, and that is something I have never let go of. Um, We were chatting earlier, and I was saying how I sat down, and I literally read a book cover to cover last night because it was the break I needed. Um, It kind of took me out of the stress of my day-to-day life and away from being mom and homework maker and all those other things to just enjoy a ride, which is something that I would not trade for anything. Um, If you're looking for a good book, I read The Housemaid by Frida McFadden. Fabulous. Um, I was going to make sure you plugged what was actually the book. (laughs) Yeah, since I read it cover to cover in like three hours, I should probably say what it was. Um, But I really love a good thriller, true crime, mystery. I say that the darker titles help balance out my overly perky personality. Um, We don't want me to be too many sunshines and rainbows. Got to bring you back down a little bit. Yeah, reality. It it needs to be there somewhere in my peripheral. (laughs) For me, I'm definitely a a nonfiction person, nonfiction, memoir, that kind of thing. I also said I do like YA, young adult books, quite a bit. That's one of my forte areas. Uh, so those those are my areas. And that's that's a wonderful thing about our staff, I think, is that we all have different areas that we excel in. And so if I get a reader's advisory question where I do get a lot of questions about thrillers or mysteries, that kind of thing. I know I can turn around and find someone who is going to have that that expertise and uh, knowledge about what's going to be good for a patron. And, I, you know, I have computer programs or, or lists I can look at, of course, but there's nothing like having that, that firsthand 
knowledge on your team right behind you. Um, having someone that you can turn around and say, hey, what do you think would be good for this person? And and knowing that that's coming from a trusted source right behind you. I think I think our patrons really value that as well. Oh, I think that's a great gift that we get to offer people is we do have such a wide range of personalities and types of people here at the Otana Library. We have Otana natives. We have people who have moved here from other places. Um, different Shout out to ex- South Dakota. There you go. <laughs> um, we have people who have you know, grown up in different circumstances. So there is a wide array of somebody that you can make contact here with at the library. And that's one of the, the, the coolest things about this job is to see those people come in that you have recommended something to that – like, oh, I don't know, and they. I love that book, or maybe even it's. A, I hated that book, but at least you know, um, you you had an effect. As like you didn't like that. Well, this is something else you can try, and that's something that AI will never be able to replace. Is that human connection that we have with our with our uh, our patrons? It's, I think, what makes us stand out um, as a library is is our customer service and that connection. So, um, we we all do have unique. Um, interests and outlooks and i think that just makes us the well-rounded place that that um, the community deserves well said yeah all right well we've kind of we've probably overwhelmed everybody with the amount of information we have given you today um if you like what you heard tune in for our next episode where we'll kind of introduce dewey and who he was and the how we organize things and all of the rest of the nuts and bolts of the library of course some of our fun banter back and forth if you didn't like what you heard be quiet about it Um, (laughs) otherwise we look forward to hearing from you and visiting with you again in the upcoming future thank you